you know, if the right people want to hear the message, they will hear it. But as soon as we start forcing it, then that's when everything starts going energetically very astray. There's going to be people that are going to reject certain things, but that's part of advancing. In today's podcast, I'm delighted to be joined by my friend, Michelle Clan. Michelle is an entrepreneur, visionary, artist, and most importantly, a mother of two beautiful children, aged 12 and 14. At the young age of 23, she founded her first web development company and worked with several high-profile companies. And then in 2009, she co-founded a software-as-service company called Email on Acid. With only $5,000 in the bank and no external funding, they later sold that business for just over $65 million. Michelle's passion has always been golf, and having a handicap of two at the age of 17, Michelle funded the Golf Nations in 2013. This provides operational technology solutions to golf associations such as Arizona, Texas, Southern California, Massachusetts, New York, Kansas, and Michigan golf associations, to name but a few. In 2021, Michelle co-founded a project called Bonds for the Win. This is a worldwide operation to the oaths of office, bonds, and liability policies for every elected official throughout the US and abroad. The success of this project was overwhelming and they were able to liberate over 50 million children throughout the US from having to wear masks at school. In 2020, Michelle started a podcast series called Our Great Awakening to showcase how the White Hats and the King Planet, Jupiter, have dominated in the heavens since 2012. This is the end time prophecy and God wins. Michelle's future mandate is to deliver living water, clean food, and a comfortable shelter to every nation, tribe, and people. So in today's podcast, The Great Awakening and Us, Michelle and I discuss how we find our purpose, the inner work that we are both doing, and how we can all create our new reality. We share an in-depth conversation about how we all fit into The Great Awakening and the amazing journey this can take us on. So I hope you enjoy this as much as we did. And remember, stay curious, stay free. Right, it's pitch black out here. It's dark, it's raining, but we have got the sunshine that is Michelle Clan from Our Great Awakening looking, I must say, absolutely gorgeous, but vibrant, really vibrant, Michelle. How are you doing? Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be back, Catherine. I'm excited to see you again. This is crazy times, right? Crazy, crazy times. And today, folks, we're really going to be having a conversation between friends. It's not going to be a formal interview. We're going to be discussing what's on our mind, what's in our hearts, and um, really sharing that with you and hoping that you can take what resonates for you. Um, It really is crazy times. I've been listening. I must say I would like to point everyone to your Rumble channel for your brilliant interview that you did um, a couple of days ago with Joanna Seven. I loved that. How was that for you? What did that bring up for you, Michelle? Well, it was funny that we went soul to soul. (laughs) I shared my feet. I I was like... Any woman that can walk in those shoes, I am the opposite end of the scale. I'm 
Michael. I do not possess any beautiful shoes like that. So you, you 10 out of 10 for me on that one. I had to pull up the snakeskins, you know, because, you know, I have a beautiful garden. And uh, yeah, it's just one of those things where there's so many things flipping. But, um, you know, he's kind of coming out with big news that, you know, is basically implying that Trump may, in fact, get arrested and that uh, this is actually by design to protect him from the news for what's to come. So he's not blamed for what's coming with this massive transition of wealth. Um, but of course, the mainstream is probably going to fill with all sorts of drama. You know, maybe Biden will be stepping down due to health issues. Maybe Kamala was never legitimate to begin with. Maybe we end up with Pelosi. I mean, it just feels, seems like they just have to keep dialing up the crazy to wake up the sleepers. And, um, you know, I don't know what's coming. I don't know what the narrative is going to be personally. And I, I'm not necessarily tied to any one narrative. What I'm tied to is where we're going and getting people really to come over that hump. And I just, I, I'm just genuinely feeling somewhat empathetic for the people that have been fighting for this whole time, just fighting, 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 fighting to hold on to their beliefs. They just don't want to let go of the fact that the news might be lying to them, that, 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 you know, maybe these, Things weren't so good in their arm, you know, um, and that maybe they caused some damage through this because they went with the narrative. Um, maybe they were misled by a darker force. And I don't know if you've ever really researched the courts of heaven. No, I haven't. Well, when you go into the courts of heaven, and I've done this in an astral projection, you basically enter into the court as if it was your time you know, and, and you're given an opportunity to judge yourself and how you did. And it was an amazing experience for me. It was, it was almost like becoming suddenly so aware of all the things I had neglected, the things that I had made promises to, but that I didn't tend to, you know, parts of like, even my dog came up with me. I was like, oh my gosh, I was not taking good enough care of my dog. You know, he was communicating with me and I didn't trust my intuition or I didn't trust that this dog food probably wasn't so good for him. And I could have healed with my hands. I could have learned, I could have learned more, you know? So that was kind of when I went in, it was, it was almost like you have this sudden sense of mm, self-knowing, not guilt, you know, when you get in trouble, when you're a kid and your parents are disappointed in you, you feel that type of disappointment for yourself. And if you didn't know better, you're not as disappointed. So a lot of the people just don't want to know better. Yeah. They feel like if I don't know what I don't know, I can't judge myself over. But they're going to be forced to know real soon. And I think there are going to be lots of traumas. So, you know, coming up. So we as empaths and as, you know, light workers or star seeds, we really do need to choose how we want to engage in the next coming year. How do we want to be involved? Do we want to be involved in learning all the new secrets of the universe? Because those are now being opened up to us. Do we want to learn how to, how to be masters of our own dominion, like self-mastery? Or do we want to watch and hold hands you know, and truth and teach and, and open the people that are coming into the second wave of knowing, teach them. Because remember the first wave of the great awakening, we were like getting so much Intel via like even Facebook. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I sat there on Facebook for a year, just, <gasps> you know, just, I mean, it was just shocking. And if anyone doesn't think we're winning right now, just remind yourself that shoot's still up. Rumble is still up. <laughs> We're being awoken um, in waves based on who's ready, you know, so I don't know about you, but I definitely plan on learning self-mastery and learning the secrets of the universe. I don't plan 
and maybe this is noble, maybe it's not noble. I just personally don't know that I can go back through that. During the time we were waking up, I created this website called OurGreatAwakening.org. And I was just documenting all those videos that kept getting audited or you know blocked or censored off of YouTube and Rumble. And um, well, not Rumble. I, I had to go back and redo the whole site twice and update all the YouTube links to BitChute links because, yeah. you know. I mean, so, that got the t-shirt. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. I sort of left a trail, if you will, so that I don't have to go back and relive that with people that are reliving it personally. But again, I'm curious, what is your plan? Yeah, I think I agree with all of that. I mean, you know, for me, when I was thinking recently about what does a great awakening mean to me, number one, the easy answer is The Matrix is a documentary. <laughs> and if you start there, you're yeah. the right lines. Um, and secondly, it's it's this awakening in consciousness. And, you know, my channel is expanding consciousness through curiosity. And that, to me, is what the Great Awakening means, is question everything, be curious of everything, never think that you've got there. And where I'm very much at at the moment is really all about, you know, it, it. I sound like a broken record, but it's so simple to say and such a great path of development to do is that, you know, the answers are always inside of you. There is no, yes, we can use a lot of this external information and we do need to. Different people need different things at different times to actually click us out of this slumber and make us see things through a different pair of eyes. You know, we've all seen the the scenarios when you look at those pictures from different sides and you can see different meanings in them. You yes. know, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change is absolutely key to me. That's Wayne Dyer. And so for me, the Great Awakening is all about changing the way you look at things but then not getting stuck there in terms of, okay, that means then we can create the new. And one of the things that I was looking at I'm doing a group next starting next week with some of my health people and one of the things that I was looking at is the I need to pronounce it properly the ikiyi the Japanese philosophy about finding your purpose and it really resonates for me about finding what you're good at you need to love it the world needs to need it and then you need to be able to um make whatever you need living wise which of course is different from all of us and and that sort of sums up really where I'm at now is in terms of for myself personally really looking at what am I drawn to what am I passionate about developing the things that I'm really good at and passionate about and seeing where the world needs that and go I love that plan I love the observer effect. That is exactly what, what I'm practicing too. You know, we look back on the way that this matrix was under the control and the way that they used to upgrade into the knowledge of the secrets of the universe and the way things actually work under God was to rank up in the 33 plus degree Masons, right? Which is really sad. Now we're entering into a whole new time where all knowledge can be used for good or evil. Unfortunately, it had just been kept from us and was used for evil. But if we use those knowledge, that knowledge for good, if we really start to become an expert in the law of attraction, the law of entanglement, the law of one, you know, um, the law of agreement. Oh, wow. You know, walking in honor, sacred honor and trust, learning how to to communicate our intentions 
and walking in sacred honor is a whole new learning experience that I'm entering into. And I notice that we level up yeah. as we prove ourselves in this new, in God's realm, in this new magical kingdom of heaven on earth, we are starting to prove ourselves. And when you prove yourself and you prove your loyalty to God and to your higher self, to what you're meant to do, you start to level up. So that's just another way of looking at it. But if you just let go, just like of all the expectations that maybe you've had or all the ma the matrix programming. And just like you said, you go inward and you ask your higher self, what am I meant to do here? What brings me the most joy? What, what, what experience do I want to have next? Now you're writing your own movie, your own script. You're bringing in your own sidekicks to support you and walk in agreement with that movie <laughs> that you're writing. Yeah. And it's beautiful, isn't it? Because the whole point is we all have different gifts. And I've heard so many people saying that if, for example, there is a complete revamp of the financial system, people can look at everything from a positive and negative. A lot of people look at it in terms of, well, no one will want to clean the streets. No one will want to do this. But I'm like, no, I just don't believe that because we've all got different passions. We've all got different things that bring us joy. And some people love nothing more than to look after different aspects of their community, for example. So I think the beauty is, is that when we all start going back to this ancient wisdom, you know, I'm really drawn to at the moment of looking how we can use this ancient wisdom in our modern times. And that for me is absolutely crucial because we don't want to throw away all that's good in modern times, if we didn't have this technology, yes, we could all be speaking to each other telepathically, but I quite like this format for where I'm at right now. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, you can you can keep what's serving you, but really look at how you're using it. I mean, it's so interesting today with social media, a lot of people, there's something really weird going on with Instagram and Twitter and people are using losing followers all over the place. And you can look at things like that and sort of say, I'm just looking at it and saying something is changing. We have to change. If we're going to move out of what we don't want, the one absolute factor that's non-negotiable is change. We have to do things differently. I could see a day when there's almost like a quest to go find your twin flame. Yeah. <laughs> and you just walk out the front door and you just let the, the wind chimes guide you. You know what I mean? Like literally... Because there's such a connection between people and there's such a connection that we've been missing out on mm -hmm. that people will likely change careers. They will like over time when they're ready, they'll change careers. They'll change, you know, they'll, they'll find, they'll seek out their true either soulmates or twin flames. They'll, they'll learn to do this because when you start using the laws of the universe, you're coming into sync with nature's law that is, it's just, it's natural. We have been so divided by the masculine and feminine. We've yeah. been twisted up in these people that were born women, that they made men or born men, they made women. We've been twisted up in a false God, if you will, um, false realities and movies and stuff like that. Well, movies were real, news was fake. So it's like, we now have to come back into ourselves, find our own natural masculine feminine combination or balance, and then find that natural masculine feminine balance among that soulmate or that twin flame. And I just, I think there's just love is meant to be in the realm. <laughs> We're not meant. Do you remember back in the eighties when like you'd listen to George Michael or you listen to songs and they were just so pure 
Oh, I, I remember so that making movies like they how come they don't make movies the way they used to? Yeah, I think so many people have lost this hope. And we, you know, there's it's such a cliche when people say, well, you've just got to get real. But what is real? You know, what we want, what we know is everything that we've been told was real is not real. So let's yeah. create it ourselves. And it is so, so true that, you know, when you really stop, take a pause, you know, for me, the great reset is our great reset is we've taken a pause, we've taken a pause. And the the easiest way to know what you do want or to start planning that, manifesting it, creating it, having fun and joy with it, you know, some people need to start about where we don't want. Mm-hmm. And that for me is a really easy starting place. You take something that you don't want and you flip it to what you do. And everyone can do that in any aspect of their life. And when you start doing it, it's just incredible to see how things turn around for you. But one thing I want- So leveling up. (laughs) Yeah, it is the leveling up. But one thing I really wanted to ask you about, Michelle, is when the going gets tough, when you don't get that instant gratification, what are your tools and techniques to deal with it? Because so many people get pushed back so quickly. That's a really great question. So I truly believe that every test that we go through in life, we draw in ourselves. So our higher self is drawing in that experience, whatever the test may be, we're calling it in. And when you start to take ownership of every single experience being one you called in, and then you have to start taking opportunity to notice and observe through the observer effect, which ones are repeating, which loops am I in? Because they're going to repeat. You're going to keep drawing them until you learn right? And that's why we came here. We came here to learn. So what do I do? I go into meditation. I ask myself why I called on this experience, what I was meant to learn. I'm a quick learner. Mm-hmm. I, I, I proved that I've proven that to myself over and over and over and over again. And there's always two doors. There's the door of what my intuition wants. And there's the door of maybe what I feel forced to do. And I just always choose intuition. I always choose to just say, what is my gut telling me? What should I do about this? And how should I learn from this? And I follow that. And every time it just seems to work. It's like a, it's like a meditation for me is definitely my lifeline. You know, it it just allows me to see it from a different perspective. And I visualize, so I'll, I'll meditate and I'll go into a state of visualization. Where is my spirit at today? Where is my 3D body at today? What are they doing? And when I do that, it gives me a whole new perspective on life because my higher self is way calmer than my 3D version, you know, and when you go into the higher self, so again, we talked about, you you kind of bypass, you've got the body, the soul and the spirit. And we really have to break away from the soul because the soul is mind, will and emotion. The soul is the processor. Everything that comes in through the processor has to be processed and then come back out. So it's how you interpret life. That's you processing. Some people have called it other things, but that's just my way, right? So when I take something in, I have a choice. I can rewrite the programming in the processor. And one of the easiest ways to rewrite that programming is to go up into the higher form, into the spirit. So if I ask, where is my spirit? And sometimes people have never connected to the spirit. We've never been taught how. So many times people have to actually go find their inner child and set them free before they can enter into that spirituality, that truth. 
many times people are actually in cage, they're caged. I know when I set my inner child free, free through visualization, I found a little girl in a tent. She was eight years old. And I knew immediately that this was my inner child. That's when I left off in my life of being free mm. in spirit when I was around eight. So she's looking up at me in this tent, like just very well-fed, well-nourished, but abandoned. And she's got, you know, dirt all over her face and it's on a beach and she's in this flat, you know, crazy storm outside. And she's looking up at me like, where have you been? <laughs> just where have you been? And I fell to my knees and I just held her and I embraced her and I just cried as if I would cry holding my daughter. And I said to her, do you want to come out and play with me? Do you want to come play on the beach with me? And we came out. And as I came out of that tent with her, I noticed there were like 50 more tents behind her. And all these inner children, all these young ladies were coming out because I was actually setting all my past generations free by doing that. And we were all playing. All the little girls were playing. But that visualization ended just me holding her like on the beach, looking up, looking at the sunset, just holding her with everything I could, giving her as much love as I could. And the very next visualization, she had become my higher self. She was like a golden angel coming up out of the ocean. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> what just happened? You know, so never underestimate the power of the higher self, the spirit, the your inner knowing. We are multidimensional beings. This is part of our higher dimension. You know, and the more we embrace that spirit, the more we can be guided by it. How can you be guided if you don't even have a compass? Too right. And I can't remember who it was it that said that, you know, there's nothing that humans can imagine that isn't possible. Nothing. And nothing. I, I truly believe that now. Yeah, so we, do I. Yeah. The force is real. The force is real. I don't like the word force. I think mm -hmm. it should be the flow. Because you don't force it. When it's coming yeah. from truth, when it's coming from spirit, when it's coming from God, it's not forced. It's it's gentle. You know, it's loving. It's kind. And when you're in the flow, the universe is sending you signal after signal after signal. It could be numbers, whatever, however you like to learn. It could be songs. You could walk into a, you know, I don't know, a, a restaurant and suddenly the song is the exact song you needed to hear. Your kids will bring you songs. It's just everywhere. That's when you know the universe is behind you. That's the current. That's that. Oh, I'm in the flow. Oh, I just got that. Yep. I'm on the right track. You know, but we would get bored if we didn't have experiences. Yeah, completely. I mean, we wouldn't, you know, we are living in a world of duality. And therefore, at the moment, now, whether that's real or not, how quickly we can shift that is another discussion altogether, because there's so much about the laws of the universe that actually, I don't believe anymore. Um, you know, one of the biggest ones that, you know, we're taught as an absolute is that energy cannot be created or destroyed. Mm. But says who? You know, um, you know, the more I think I you can draw energy from further in the universe. You know, I don't know that you can create a story, but whenever you say no to something, you're saying yes to something else. Absolutely. And whenever you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. You create a vacuum or a void. You know what I mean? That has to be filled. That is a law. Mm. I don't know what the law is. I, mean, I don't know the name of it, but I was <laughs> observing it. <laughs> We'll call it the vacuum law. <laughs> yeah, but that, we'll call it that for now. Um, but so I don't know that I'm creating or destroying energy, but I'm using energy. I'm moving energy, whether it be energies I bring in or whether it be monetary, energies everywhere and energies all the time. We all communicate through frequencies. So um, 
I don't know that you can create nor destroy it, but I do think that there's a lot in that observer effect where you are, once you observe the the particles, the particles appear, whereas they wouldn't appear without the observer. So are we creating matter? I don't know. Or are we just yeah. shifting matter? It's all up for grabs. I mean, I think, you know, um, I actually heard David Icke talking in a really good interview about you know, we talk about the the speed of light, but all these rules of physics, you know, you've only got to see what the quantum physicists are doing now. They're all up for grabs. You know, some might be proved to be uh, in our current reality true, some might not. But I think we need to stop restricting ourselves by things that we've been told are true, because if there's a doubt, it doesn't feel true to us, then question it. And I think so many times we're given a boundary. For me, science, you know, I am a scientist. I love science. And science is all about asking questions, posing hypotheses, and then testing that out, but not being attached to the outcome of it. Mm -hmm. And I think that, to me, sums up really nicely where we are now. You know, you can vilify all these different areas, but just like you started the conversation with, everything can be used for good or bad. What's your intent behind it? We can't be scared of these things. Like I personally have been really practicing the law of agreement and we all have, we just don't know we are. So if two can't walk in agreement, they can't walk together. And if, if you walk, if you're trying to get someone to agree with you and they're simply not agreeing with you, you're wasting a lot of energy, you know? And so you might have certain friends in your life that are walking in agreement in certain factors of your life. And so honor those, if you want to maintain the friendships, but really there will be a lot of friendships that shift as we shift our direction our path what we're doing right it's again it's like let's just say you're now in the director room you're going to write your own movie <laughs> better make it good <laughs> you're the hero of your movie i mean you can be you know you can make it a love movie you can make an action movie you can make it anything you want but now you have to recruit those that are going to be in your movie and they need to walk in agreement with you or else they're going to sabotage your movie your goals your your intuition, your, your path. And so I've been really practicing discernment on, okay. And it's over the test of time when people stay with me mm. and, and as we evolve and there's gonna be a lot of levels. So when you're on level, whatever, I'm just going to throw out levels. You're, you're leveling up in the spirit of heaven and they're not, they might be holding you back. So this, it's just tricky that that's, that's going to be something that I think we all need to learn how to master and honor walking in agreement may mean walking in agreement with them and just honoring them for their path. And just, it doesn't need to be your path. They're writing their own movie. You're just not in it. You're not cast in it, but you can watch it and you can love it and you can tell them good job, but then you're writing your own movie in the, but the cast you bring in that matters. That matters a lot because they can sabotage you. And if you try to bring in cast members that then go and walk in disagreement with it, it creates I don't turbulence in your own path. Does that make sense? So it makes such sense. And I think it's something that um, all of us are going through so much. And the more again, to me, it's like accepting it and letting it flow naturally without forcing it. And that's not something I found easy over the last few years, because it is hard to let people go, or it's hard when people let you go at times. But when you then get that aha moment, for exactly like you were describing, that it really is best in your in your own best interest, and and never say never as well, because just because you're not, you know, in the law of agreement with each other at the moment, it doesn't mean that you won't be in the future. You know, exactly. 
the whole secret of of life health for me is all about communication and flow and movement as soon as you get stagnation that's where real problems set in 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 any area of nature so i think it is this letting go not being so attached to the outcome on all these areas and let's face it when we're really doing our own inner work we haven't got time to worry so much about what everyone else is doing and judge them you do kind of need to be selfish it's not selfish though it's walking in sacred honor means they have their mission and you have your mission and they don't need to be the same mission They don't need to be the same. How many times have people gotten mad at you because you won't just join their mission? You're like, sorry, it's just not my mission. (laughs) Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you're not appreciative. That's their mission. This is the whole point is the world will not function if we all had the same mission. It becomes a grinding standstill. Exactly. Exactly. That's all ego. That's all control. That's all trying to go back into controlling others for what they're doing. If you see people as being a free bird, you know, that have just been set out of a cage, they've just set their inner self free, they're ready to fly, then you would honor that, right? You would honor a bird being set free. You would love it. You would be like, oh, that that makes me feel even more free, right? But yet we've been taught to war. We've been taught to really compare and judge. And But that's all the processor. That's all just negative programming. The women that compare themselves to each other or the men that try to, you know, prove their wealth or whatever it may be, whatever the battle may be that you're fighting, ask yourself if it's serving you. Ask yourself if you're at war. Ask yourself if you're being led by ego or by spirit, you know, and we can rewrite that programming. That's, I really, I really, really do practice that a lot. I don't want to be in a loop getting the same results, the same, you know, the same results in a different format each time over and over. That is the definition of insanity. I don't want to be insane. I want to be insane feeling good. And I would rather feel good now that I've had a taste of that. I'd rather other people think I'm insane because I'm feeling so good. (laughs) And I'm talking gibberish about God and spirit. (laughs) Oh, it's such good fun. It's so so entertaining at a dinner party, seeing people's faces. (laughs) I love it. It's the beauty of getting older. I just really don't care anymore. I'm having fun. (laughs) Joining or not, the choice is yours. Now, applying all of this to, we were having a little discussion before we started, which I thought was really, really key, what you were saying, Michelle, is it's really, really important that we apply this to the current situation. So, for example, one example I was giving is, that when we were discussing what we were going to discuss today is about how everyone will take the information completely differently depending where they're at. And you mm-hmm. had some really good points related to that that I think will really help people when they're dealing with family situations, etc. Well, okay. I'm practicing this, to be honest. I'm not an expert at this yet. I'm really still genuinely trying to learn this. But as you level up and you feel lighter, as you start to operate through spirit, you can go into any other level because you remember what it was like to be there. You can mm-hmm. go into that compassion of what it was like when you first woke up or you you can go into the loving kindness of wherever you were when you were trying to help wake other people up or whatever, wherever it may be. So what I love about Trump is he's the best example of this. He gets up there on stage and he speaks in the 3D, like, come on, these people are so incompetent. <laughs> and, and, but he's also speaking to his enemy because he's telling him what he's going to do. And he comes straight out and does it ever since he came down the elevator. 
And then he's also speaking in his spirit and his higher self. And he's using gematria and he's using code. He's telling you his intention all the time, Mm -hmm. all the time, even through the teleprompter, through his language and through his energy. So you can see that he's aware of his higher dimensions, but he, he simplifies it. He comes in to where he needs to be to pick people up from wherever they are. So we can do that. We can morph, we can adjust. And I am practicing that still without judgment. Um, and all, all judgment is self-judgment. So if we're feeling judgmental, we got to look inside and ask ourselves, what is this about? You know, but when I, when I start realizing just how many people are ready to break free to me, that kind of excites me. So I can jump in and out now, but I I'm not as good at it as I can be. Sometimes I'm red pilling someone and I just drop way too much information. Yeah. Me it's too. like, Whoa, that was not, that maybe didn't make it pleasant for him. Maybe I should have asked if he got the thing before mm. saying it was bad. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. You could be gentle. It is really, I mean, self-reflection and taking, you know, really assessing whether the message is getting across and also how much is invited as well is something I'm really learning. I am quite well known for giving uninvited advice and I'm learning that that is not a good way forward. And, you know, with my with my work that I do, where I work with natural health with animals, what I found over the years is, is you've got to take, it's not the animals, it's the humans that are caring for them. It's really important to go at a pace that they're ready for, because if not, you'll overwhelm them and they'll do absolutely nothing. And then I've not achieved my game at all of actually trying to help that animal. And the same applies to this. And, you know, at the end of the day, For me, I'm thinking if we truly believe that everyone is here for their own lessons to learn, then we can share our truth, but we've got to not be attached to who listens to that because that's not our job. You know, if the right people want to hear the message, they will hear it. But as soon as we start forcing it, then that's when everything starts going energetically very astray. Yeah. So I think that it's, you tune into the radio stations you want to tune into Mm. and people that are tuning into us are advanced. There's going to be people that are going to reject certain things, but that's part of advancing. You have to go through the fear veil and the fear veil will cause rejection. Every time you enter into a new realm of reality, you have to go through all these emotions. You got to go through rejection, anger, (laughs) denial. And then you have to go through this depression of, okay, really, these things were flipped. I was lied to once again. And then you have to kind of go into this state of, you know, I'm just doing the curve because you you come back up into a higher frequency is, or a higher understanding is um, you come into the state of acceptance. And then once you pass the state of acceptance, you come into the next level, which would be a state of manifesting something new. So we are still manifesting for people that are, you know, really spiritually guided, who really want to practice self-mastery, who want to relate. Mm-hmm. And so as influencers, I don't really worry too much about what they say on my, on my comments. Cause I used to swipe them left or delete the ones I didn't like, but now I'm just like, okay, well that what they weren't prepared or ready for that information yet. They had the reaction. It's okay. Um, there are plenty that did have a good reaction, which means I'm on the cutting edge. I'm on my own cutting edge. And so, because I don't care <laughs> what anyone thinks I stay on that edge, but anyone, if you're empathetic and it's hurting you to see some bad comments, then, you know, you can adjust based on where people are in their willingness to learn the new, the new knowing. And I'm not saying everything we say is right. I'm just saying, we're not afraid to explore it. We shouldn't be afraid to explore it. 
I think that's exactly where my passion is in exploring, which is why I love having these conversations. You know, for me, it's the biggest weight off my shoulders is to absolutely let go of the need, any need for me to be right about anything. All I'm doing is keep asking the questions and monitoring the results. You know, that good feedback loop you get taught in any corporate job in terms of you try something, you look at the results, is it you then adjust, course correct, you know, and you keep going around that loop and you're never there. You never reach the finish line. When you reach the finish line, we're going to be probably exiting this body and going elsewhere. I'm not in a hurry for that personally at the moment. I'm I'm loving this planet, quite frankly. Um, yeah. I'm loving the lessons. Luckily, I have a very low boredom threshold. So I'm really keen to keep changing, keep changing. And um, I think it is really, really important. One of the biggest lessons, certainly I'm leaving, is you cannot be attached to the opinions of others. As soon as you're doing that, you're just being pulled straight back outside of yourself. And it's really, really freeing. Um, it's a fantastic feeling because it starts affecting how you be behave and upgrade in all areas of your life. It's true. Choose the people that are going to upgrade you. Yeah. To cast them in your movie. Everyone else, you just honor and respect their movie. But choose the people to cast. Don't cast people that are criticizing you or scared of what you're learning. you got to cast people that are going to support you. And, and I do that all the time. I go seeking advice from people that I know are more advanced in a given topic than I am. Mm. All the time. I am constantly learning. And I like to learn from people. So I learn from channels or I learn from friends or whatever. Um, but I'm constantly like, oh, okay, this person has something new to teach me. This person is going to help level me up. They're going to launch me up. And and um, as, as women, we need to do that more and more for each other. We really do. We need to break the patterns and we need to start launching each other, like just catapulting each other up. You know, I mean, there's so, if we take the time Really, if we take the time and we show the honor, we can launch. Like you'd come to me the other day and you said, gosh, there's a lot of infighting going on. And how do we, how do we alchemize this energy? Right. And it's like, it's a good, a genuine, good question. And, um, you know, my goal, anytime someone comes to me about anything is to just help launch them up to help them feel like all that can dissolve itself because where we're going and everyone's going to end up there someday soon. We're all being set free. We're being set free in the physical realm. And in the spiritual realm, this is the time. This is the moment. This is the second coming of Christ. The Christ consciousness is rising in all of us. It is possible for the whole world to be operating at that level. Absolutely. And for me, that's the crux of the great awakening. What it means to me is, is gone are the times when we're, yes, it's all about what we do as individuals, but it says that the collective that these huge shifts are happening and everything that we do at an individual level is by the very nature, it's obviously having a huge impact on the collective. And it's now not about a few of us getting to a certain thing. It's about what are we doing with everyone and I, I'm not just including humans in this as well obviously you know we're talking about all creatures great and small all plant life we're talking about the whole planet because if we are all connected I mean the evidence is out there so much for anyone that cares to even start looking at it you know there is so much connection between everyone and everything once you realize that it makes you so aware of the little choices you make in your life Oh, really, you know, going back to the Japanese philosophy that I can never pronounce, how do you say it? 
um icky you know is is then that makes it really clear about how when you're really on point in the flow yourself how you can't help but help the collective in the process and it's a stimulus mm. it's stimulating for your spirit to do it people need to like get excited about this a little bit because Yes, it's an itch. Yes, it's new. Yes, your intuition is telling you to do something you're a little uncomfortable with. Maybe it's telling you to start a channel. Maybe it's telling you to start practicing the force. I don't, you know, the flow. Maybe it's it's asking you to start um, manifesting. Whatever the itch is, whatever the industry, whatever it is you want to go try next, um, stop resisting it and start finding the people that are going to support you in that. You know what I mean? That does take confidence and courage. I get that. You know, we've all been, when you, when you've been taught to be a slave, there is a slave syndrome. Mm. You know, I talked to a guy who was part of a lot of the rescue missions of the children. And there were times that they would find teenage girls who had been raped and abused their whole entire lives, you know, just horribly, horribly beaten. And they are clinging with all claws to their captors in fear of leaving in fear of being pulled away. You know what I mean? And that's sad, but there is, there is a, you know, a, a dependency that we've to be built up that we have to be aware of that, that concept of it's time to release the dependency on the master, you know, and start entering into knowing that we know what's best for us, that our higher self knows what's best for us, that God knows what's best for us, that we don't have to play a part that we were told we had to play, that we can leave that that captivity, whether it be setting your inner child free, whether it be going and trying some new foods, whether it be trying to do something good and see how that feels like go help the homeless for a day, whatever it may be, whatever you feel, you will start getting stimulus from it. And it's addicting. You know, when you start to win and you keep winning and you can't stop winning and you feel that energy that just keeps flowing from you, that's freeing. And it's really, it's like, it, it it's like a, yeah, a bird being set free from a cage. So if we start to notice that, and if everyone started to follow their intuition, if everyone started to follow that itch <laughs> and they started to feel that excitement, that, that glow of feeling like, oh my gosh, I just leveled up again. I did it again. I, and now I learned more and now I can trust more and now I can feel more, you know, and I can give more. That is, is just so empowering to me. And that's what I'm addicted to right now. I'm not going to lie. I don't think I can go back and help awaken people because I'm too busy, excited about where we're going. You know what I mean? Building the new kingdom of heaven, but I'm also kind of a visionary. So I like being on that side of invention and whatever. Um, so that's just me. But yeah, again, I never go back. I never go back because again, it's not, it's not me at all. And we've all got our roles to play. And once you realize what your role is and just keep developing and exploring that, it gets easier and easier. And I think, you know, one thing I would say to people is just encourage people to say, just take that first step. It's so, so great to take that first step because, you know, you are not, you said it earlier, definition of insanity is to keep doing the same thing and expecting different results. You know, good old Joe Dispenza, you cannot create from the same personality You've got to upgrade your personality, whatever that means for you, if you want something different in your life. And I don't believe there's anyone watching this that hasn't got changes that they feel excited about making in their lives. One thing I did want to touch on is this waiting scenario. So, 
we we've talked about how the mainstream media have really misled everyone but there is there can also be the danger of the alternative media misleading people and 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 there's so many people that are waiting for this to happen when this happens then I'll do you know the financial reset or the medbeds being perfect examples how do you encourage people or advise people to get out of that waiting mentality there was this Dr. Seuss book. It's one of my favorite. It was called, Oh, the places you will go. And it says at the very end, it's like, kid, you're going to move mountains. Um, but there's a whole phase in that book where you're in the waiting room and you're in the waiting game. And there's another phase where you're facing your biggest you know, enemy, you're facing yourself. And there's, it's a good book. I think you should go read that because it's really fitting for this time. You don't have to wait when there's all this self work you can do. Mm-hmm. I joke with people, I say, God's moving his pieces all over the chessboard. That is exactly what's happening now. If you follow your intuition and you let God and you just let let yourself go, now you've entered into the army of God. You've entered into that activation state of the army of the 144. That's you enlisting yourself. And there's nothing but benefit that comes from it. I know because I enlisted right away. I mean, Mm -hmm. I was first in line. I was like, me, 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 I'll go. I'll wherever you want to move me, God, I'll do it. Cause I, you know, I built up a certain number of skill sets in my lifetime. I was successful in business. So I was like, just, just put me in, put me in coach. (laughs) And I just think if we all ask what, what can I do to support and what is, then you don't have to wait anymore. There's so many lessons to learn along the way. I've been learning lessons and I didn't have a med bed. I'm still unwinding my hip joint. I don't have a med bed. Do you know what I mean? Like, tell me about it. I just think, (laughs) It is absolutely fantastic what we're capable of in all aspects of our lives. And self-healing is such a good example of that. And I have got so many examples of what conventional medicine would call miracles. Um, You know, I was meant to have had a double hip replacement 10 years ago. My hips are fine. You know, you self-healed. You know, and and luckily, I know enough to know that's going every day. You know, that process is a continual. It's not a tick done, dusted now. It's the choices I'm making today are going to affect what happens with that tomorrow. So choose wisely. And if you don't choose wisely, just remember to course correct before it goes too far down another don't path. Don't listen to any doctors or nurses and telling you that you're going to be sick for life or you're going to have this well, problem for life unless if you don't. That's spell casting. That is in its worst form. And animals know how to self-heal. We know how to self-heal. We know how to heal with our hands. You just have to have faith. I mean, we have to have faith. I mean, yes, you know, you got to walk with whatever you feel comfortable with when it comes to medical decisions. But I, for one, know, and I've seen the body heal. Another thing I was going to ask you is, so when you work with animals, Mm. do you ask them questions? Like, do you, how do you, how would you say you approach an animal for the first time. Is it through the Socratic method of asking questions to see where they're at? It's initially the first step is always to make that connection and ask their permission. You know, do they want to enter into a conversation? Do they want to enter into a healing regard, you know, depending what area I'm approaching from. So it's always permission based. Have I ever, the only time the permission has ever been denied is when there's a human in their life where they don't trust the outcome of that. So let's put it an example. Say you've got someone who's got a competition horse 
and the horse has got a severe injury and the rider just wants to have a competition horse, a lot of people will have that horse put down if they can't perform a level that they want to. So therefore, that will affect what that horse feels comfortable telling me, because if they tell me the full extent of their injury, they know that the decision from the owner, they know very well what that's going to be. So it's a complex permission and then making sure that the animal is very, very clear on what information it wants me to pass on and what it doesn't. So it's it's a very complex, um, you know, they say the eyes are the window to the soul, which they really are in my view. And I'm very lucky to be an animal iridologist. So one of the things I do is to look into the eye of an animal to pick up all the emotional, physical, um, developing, inherited characteristics, etc. But then what you do with that intuition, with that information, is very much a judgment based on how safe that animal chooses, thinks that information is to share. Um so that yeah. is fascinating. Can you do that with humans too? Yeah, I can do it with humans, um, but I'm not a fully qualified human iridologist because I get, I refer people into others. So I can do human iridology and I do do, but I prefer to work with the animals um, because that's my passion. You know, when we're going back to what am I here to, to put on this life to, for me, mine has always been not connecting so much up with the galactics, very earth-based in terms of looking at the relationship between humans and animals and how I feel that we can live in a completely different way to how we are at the moment with that mutual respect and mutual harmony. Um, so that's my passion and where I feel really, really on purpose. But I do that a lot in spirit with friends. I'll ask them, do I have permission, you know what I mean, Absolutely. to help you? Or do I have permission to see where you're at from your higher self perspective? Um, because then then it gives me much better, much better perspective of where they're at and what, what they need or what they want to do. Because if we give that way in the way they want to receive, or if we use the Socratic method to find out where they're at, it's so much more loving. It's so much more kind, you know? Um, Absolutely. And I don't differentiate between, to me, humans, just another species of animal. Mm-hmm. Um, just not as pretty as most of the other ones I deal with. <laughs> um, we have, you know, um, if you've got a tail, you'll move up the list for me. Um, but no, <laughs> I completely agree with you because the the relationship when I'm working with animals, unless I'm working with uh, an animal that I've just come across that um, hasn't got a human guardian associated with them, which is more unusual, but, you know, a wild animal, most of the animals I work with have a human guardian that is taking a lot of decisions for them so mm. it's very much um the good old pyramid the triangle of balancing um the needs of all of them because at the end of the day the human is generally making all the decisions for the animal so the the animal working with the animal and communicating with the animal is a really easy bit um working with where the humans are and what they are able to take on and what changes they're willing and able to make at that stage is the more of a um skill-based area i would say something that not to deviate but i was curious because i have been to the courts of heaven and i have felt a little bad about how i'm treating my dog because he's getting older and he's eating the same food and he's always had a real sensitive tummy. So how do I know what he needs to eat? How, how can I do that via intuition? Do I put a bunch of food in front of him to see what he eats or 
I would say for me, the the starting point is always education because he can only choose from what you give him. So I would never start at that point. The point would be for me, for, for you to start, is exactly the same with all the other work you've been doing. You go to someone who knows a lot more. I've got a brilliant course I can send you. And you find out what he's designed to eat, what his physiology is designed and able to process. And then you can choose what to put in front of him. But the trouble is, by the time if you've, it's like a child, we all know people who've got children that have eaten processed food all their lives. So what happens is then when you introduce other food, the microbiome is so out of balance, you can't choose, you can't select properly. So I work with something called sufarmacognosy, which is animal self-medicating. But when your body is really out of balance, physically or emotionally, you can't use that part of your brain properly. So you've got to work in hand in hand with understanding how the process works. So with your dog, absolutely. As soon as that question comes into your mind, just like we spoke earlier, you know there's an issue. You mm. know that, that it's not right. Right. Therefore, I would say you, you need to educate yourself in terms of, okay, what does a dog need to, to eat? How do their digestive systems differ from humans? What can they process, what they can't? And then it all becomes very easy. The communication channels are aligned then. You're on the same frequency because you're going to be asking the right questions to your dog. Because at the moment, so no species in the world can be healthy eating the same thing every day. It's against all the laws of nature. Right. So therefore, it's another form of brainwashing, just like, you know, putting poisonous chemicals into them annually or monthly and things like that. It, it, it's horrendous. But when you aren't on a wavelength where you can ask those questions, of course, you're not going to do anything about it. But the, for me, this is where these last three years have been absolutely fantastic in my world, because up until then, people thought I was mad. I'll be very careful with my words here. But a lot of people watching today will be aware of a certain hormone that's produced with terror. Mm. Well, that hormone's in all the meat we eat because of mm. the way that the animals are slaughtered. It's a big difference between sending an animal. I don't care whether if an animal's been had a grass, you know, grass-fed, free-range life, you're then loading them onto the, the truck and taking them with all their friends along to the slaughterhouse. That's like mm -hmm. me saying, well, your children have had a lovely, organic, free-range life. Now I'm going to line up the whole class and take them along there. It's the same process. People think it's ridiculous, but now I can actually have those conversations with people because they get it, because they've had a different level of awakening. You know, annual... We can't even say it for animals and things for these, for animals. You know, how often have we been told that's a responsible thing to do? Mm -hmm. But now people are questioning it for themselves. Suddenly they're thinking, oh, my goodness, what about my animals? Mm -hmm. So for me, it's moved forward so quickly this year because suddenly there's a whole stream of people that are open to asking different questions and it gives me such faith in terms of the direction that we're going in because, you know, you can see the snowball effect. People get an awakening in one area and it impacts all the other areas of their lives. Yeah. Changing my diet was the hardest change I ever made. Mm. Um, I, I went vegan for quite some time. Now I've introduced fish again, but um, the the suffering in the food is is unpalpable. And I didn't notice it. I actually went vegan because of health reasons. I was trying to self-heal, 
But when I got completely off the meat, I started noticing how much suffering was on every menu, mm. in every deli, in every, just, it was everywhere. Cause I had cleared my conscience of it. Like as all of that food cleared out of my body, I no longer had the trauma of the animals in me, which I yeah. know that sounds crazy, but I became aware of it. It was very clear to me. The karmic load of not eating meat was very clear to me. It was not, I didn't expect it. It was an experience, you know? Um, but then once I did, I'd never wanted to go back. Yeah. How, how should animals be euthanized if at all? It's such a big discussion. I mean, the thing is, there's always different scenarios. So, you know, people give a lot of stick. I'm I'm actually quite sick to death of people saying that you can't be a healthy vegan because you can. I know hundreds. I am very healthy. I'm a vegan. Um, do I occasionally eat non-vegan things like eggs? I never, ever eat meat because I don't have to because I'm in a very privileged position where I have these circumstances where I can go to shops and get a huge range of healthy food, which means that I have the knowledge to balance myself. Now, there are people area, living in areas of the world where they don't have that choice, so I wouldn't expect them to be vegan. And the argument that just because humans supposedly evolved to eat meats millions of years ago, it doesn't hold with me because we're not living there. It's everything to do with the Great Awakening. We're looking at where are we now and what choices, and everyone watching this will have different choices over to them. It's a really hard one. You know, I've got two dogs at the moment and five cats, as well as herbivore animals. So for me, you know, it's a very difficult choice because obviously my dogs and cats have to eat meat mm -hmm. to be healthy. And they do. Mm -hmm. They really mm -hmm. do. Um, so therefore, you know, one animal is suffering. But there's a huge difference in terms of in an ideal situation, we would go back to um natural kill natural hunting methods not factory farmed and going to slaughterhouses there's a huge difference between an animal being slaughtered in its far it, where it lives quickly without you know the whole truckload of them being loaded up so it's a very complex form but the main issue is this is such an important subject to people because the choices we make every day with where we are now, most people watching it, if you're in a position where you're able to sit there and watch a YouTube video, you are in a position where you've got a lot of choices in your life. You're not going to be sitting in the middle of nowhere where you haven't got grocery stores near you. Therefore, you have a choice to educate yourself to eat healthily whilst causing less suffering. In my yeah, and I just tell people, I'm like, you know, don't make it complicated. Start real small. It's exactly. you're going to reprogram a lot of, of stuff in your mind. You're reprogramming your gut biome. Start with smoothies in the morning because we yeah. are fruitivores. Don't let anyone tell you that they're full of sugar. Nope, that's all a big fat lie. Eat as many bananas and fruit as you possibly can. And then you realize if you do that for like a year, not only is your digestion improving, but you're eating raw vegan every morning in no meat exactly. and there's no suffering in your mornings, you know? And so that's one way to wake up and eat fresh and move things along. And you're, you, you heal really quickly just from switching that one thing out. So fruit is fruitful because we are fruit. Yes. And looking at what nature's providing where you live at this time of year, you know, so for the moment in the UK, we're going into winter and we've got berries everywhere. 
Mm-hmm. We've got the last flush of, you know, cleansing herbs like cleavers and nettles growing everywhere. So nature can give you a lot of clues. Um, but I think these choices are really, really important. And, you know, we can come up with as many excuses as we like. But deep down, when we put our head on that pillow at night, we know in our true selves whether we really believe it or whether we're making an excuse to not have to make a change in our lives. And so long as we're honest and ourselves, And so long as we do things at a pace that it's acceptable for us, you know, so I'm a big component of any little change you make each day that's taking you in the right direction, applaud it and celebrate it. You know, don't concentrate on what you're not doing, concentrate on the good changes in whatever aspect of your life that you are changing. And the example you gave of just starting your day with a fruit smoothie is a perfect example. Yeah. And we don't need to compare ourselves to anyone. You don't need to go, oh, you know, she's got that figured out or she, you've got plenty of things figured out, you know, take a look just only at you and what you're doing well, fill yourself, fill your cup with what you're doing well first. Just like if you were to give a child advice, you would say, oh, you did this really well and this really well in this way, but we probably need to work on this, this, this. We need to be gentler with ourselves. Again, we've been taught to war. We've been taught to compare. We've been taught pretty soon that all that programming is going to go by the wayside and we're going to be programming our children with much more positive thoughts and and feelings and emotions. You know, I tell my daughter every day, I love my body. I love my food. I love my life because I'm programming her. I know I have to program her to counterbalance what she's getting with her friends and with the, with the, you know, the various TikTok videos and whatever. Oh my gosh, it's a nightmare right now. It's a nightmare out there. And most women, you know, are judgmental of what they're putting in their body. And we don't need to be, we need to be loving. We need to be loving. And it's, it's any little bit, any little bit matters. Any little change is something you need to celebrate, celebrate the wins. And it all goes hand in hand because we've talked, we've both spoken so much about our love of meditation Um, But self-assessment is so wonderful. I did a series on this, on what is health and happiness with my friends, Dr. Timo and Lance. But it's so important because when you really start tuning into yourself, then you'll get that feedback. Your body will thank you or not, you know. So last night I went out, got taken out for a celebration meal and there was very little on the menu that I wanted. So I had something that was quite processed and my body told me straight away, but I was still very grateful for it because the benefit of me going out with my friends and family for the celebration absolutely outweighed. And one meal is not significant in the course of my life. So I'm not going to sit there and think, oh my goodness, the damage I've done. I was so grateful that I got taken out for a lovely meal, you know, and um I think the thing is when you tune in, you get it get these decisions get so much automatic more automatic and they're not difficult decisions because your your body, your mind, your soul, your spirit, they they're all giving you feedback all the time. Yeah. And if you've committed to it in spirit, your body will have no problem processing exactly. it. Um, so I'll just share this because I, I feel like this is important, especially because I really care right now about the feminine divine rising. I want every woman to feel to feel so good about herself right now through this phase and through this time, because this is a time where we're going to be given a voice, much more of a voice than we've had before. And so therefore we have to learn how to self-love. If we're going to be the voice, we got to learn to love ourselves. And I remember when I was like 21, I had gone to Arizona State University, which is probably, it's it's the sun devils, so sun god, raw devils. I don't know. I had, I guess, mistake my claim on ASU. 
But um, I was, I remember being 21 and I looked in the mirror and I just said, because there were a lot of women that were struggling with anorexia, bulimia, they were open about it. And I was learning, you know, um, and I remember just looking in the mirror and being like, nope, mm-mm. I am not going to spend my entire life hating what I see. This is God's work. Who am I to judge? I have only one body, only one body type. I may as well just love it as much as I possibly can. It was a choice. It was a choice I've come back to. Every time a negative thought enters my mind, every time it's not good enough or it's not this. No, it's perfect. It's perfect. Just like Eve was. It's perfect. You're a light body. (laughs) Yeah, it's perfect. And it's perfect exactly where you're at. You're exactly where you're meant to be right now. So work with where you're at and love yourself because you only have two choices. You can love or hate yourself. It's so, so important. And, you know, any woman that's given birth, you know, the whole point is our bodies are meant to be different at different stages in our life. That applies to whatever species of animal you are. And, um, you know, embracing that, if you're lucky enough to be gifted with giving birth and and having children, what a miracle is that? I mean, anyone who's been through it, it's just a complete miracle, isn't it? It Um, is. If that's not your journey, then that's equally fine. But I think, you know, sort of, it's my birthday next week and so many people are making jokes about my age. I don't care about my age at all. One, because mentally I'm regressing. (laughs) Me too. I think we're anti-aging. I'm so so childish. It's hysterical. But equally, what a privilege. Over the last few years, a lot of my friends that I used to work with at previous jobs have not got to my age. You know, they were younger than me and they have passed away. So I really appreciate the fact if I get to another birthday, I'm doing really well and I'm going to be very grateful for that. And I'm not remotely embarrassed how old I am because there's so many people that would have loved to have reached that stage and haven't had that opportunity for whatever reason. I have come to the belief that if you're following your true spirit and you're in the flow, you actually start to anti-age. I just turned 48 and I feel amazing. I mean, I never thought I'd feel this good at this age. I feel amazing. I'm going to be 55 next week. You look gorgeous. I just, oh, thank you. But I just think, I don't care. I'm not going to, you know, this whole ridiculous identify with what, I mean, the amount of people that said to me, oh, well, now you've got to be careful. Now you're getting older. I don't feel like I'm getting older. I mean, can I do the same gymnastics that I could when I was 17? No. But do I mind? No. I can still ride my horse. I can still do everything I want to. Um, yes, there's areas I can improve on. Well, great. That's a challenge. Should I choose to accept it? Um, but it really is just a number. But equally, I don't want to be doing the same things I was doing when I was 17. Right. You could do those gymnastics moves, I guarantee it, if you I wanted to. I put the effort in. And funny enough, near to us, um, just before lockdown, they were opening up adult gymnastics classes. And I was so going to go to that because, um, yeah, it's still I still think I could be an Olympic gymnast. <laughs> do you? That would be, I would love to see pictures. Wouldn't it be hysterical? I literally just started roller skating again. Oh, <laughs> My God. daughter... My daughter, who's 13 now, she and her little friend found this roller skating rink and it's not close by, like it's like a solid 35 minute drive, but she found the happiest place in the whole city through the war. Do you know what I mean? Like the the people are just moving freely and people of all different races and ages and sizes are just like expressing themselves on roller skates, like doing this. It's so freeing. And my daughter, for the first time, comes up to me. She's like, mom, you're just so good. And I'm like, yes, 
you know, so it's, it's those things. It's those things we do need to go back. I think again, I think because we're being awakened, then we get to start being conscious of the choices of whatever activities we take on. We can choose to feel as childlike as we want, as long as it's in your flow, do it. I don't know. I'm feeling good. I know this is crazy dark hour and this is the, the, you know, the calm before the storm or the, we, we are in the storm right now, but yeah. it's like, at this at the same time, we, we make whatever we need to make out of anything that we're given. Right. And so right yeah. now I'm choosing to say we're all being set free. There's so much new knowledge and information to come out. I'm ex- I'm excited about the experiences to come. I'm probably not going to partake or observe or even subscribe to this coming drama. It's yeah. just, it's like, it's like I left that movie theater. I don't want to go back in it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm into the visionary movie theater. Like we're into the, nothing can stop what's coming. I'm moving forward. I can't wait to see more influencers come forward and more information come out and, and I can't wait to put it into practice. So that's where I'm at, but yeah, I'm right there with you. And I, I really am enjoying it. I really am enjoying it. And again, I'm not going to engage in the drama at all at whatever level it's at. Anyone who sees me doing it, feel free to slap me. Um, <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, it's really, really important. You know, we can choose. And if you do, if you are at the stage where you need inf- different information, embrace that as well. I went through a year of almost like doing my final degree again, of just j- just going through all this information. But now I've got there. I don't need to stay there. We're on to the next stage. And I think that's important. People, listen to yourself. Listen to what you need to move you to where you want to be and just go with that and just don't concern yourself where other people is. That's my biggest, biggest words of advice to and something with that too, just to yeah. say as, as I've ascended and as I've learned how to um, manifest my own destiny, I've realized it's very important that you understand one of the laws of the universe is you can't force other people to do something. So Absolutely. if you think, Oh, I'm going to go out and just visualize me with this one particular man and he's not interested. That's now you're entering into a different category. You're actually entering into trying to sort of manipulate yeah, and control other spirits. And you don't want to do that. You cannot manipulate or control other spirits. Instead, you have to ask the universe to send you. Think of yourself as like in that big white room in the matrix where you just call on whatever you want, you know, call on the experience or call on the, the, the type of, I don't know, um, the type of person you're looking for, but not the specific. Cause if the specific person's saying no, and you spend all of your time trying to get them to love you or something, whatever the case may yeah. be now you're manipulating. And so we can't do that. We have to learn how to walk in honor with each other and just, and honor each other's path, which is new to us. We, we haven't learned that we knew it as kids. We did. We don't know it now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's go back and explore that part of us. It's so, so important. And, you know, for me, I would keep reminding myself, it's as simple as you either believe the universe has got your back or you don't. And then if you do believe it, which I do, I genuinely believe that, then I keep asking myself, am I in the flow? Am I in the flow? If so, let's let the universe look after that bit my project planning my project manager days which I used to do a lot in corporate project management and risk management they're long gone they're the old me now I've loved this conversation I have really really loved it I've learned lots um lots of food for thought whenever I'm having these conversations they're all reminders to myself 
<laughs> you know, so all good reminders to myself. Thank you so much, Michelle. Um, it's been an absolute joy. And let's hope everyone has the best week ever. Ditto. Thanks so much for having me, Catherine. Speak soon. I really hope you enjoyed that conversation. And I hope there's at least one thing that you can take away and apply to your own life or to the lives of your animals. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. And if you feel inspired, please do share with your friends and family. My goal is to inspire as many people as I can to live their best lives, to stay curious and to raise their consciousness and that of the collective. So to do this, I need to reach as many people as possible and this needs your help. If you feel drawn, would you be willing to share your favourite episode with five different people? This helps us spread the word and also helps me encourage some exciting new guests to take part in this podcast. If you feel drawn to do that, I will be very, very grateful. All the links and discount codes where applicable for all the products that I support are on my two websites, katherineedwards.life and katherineedwardsacademy.com. All of the products are personally tried and tested by me, my family and my clients. And finally, please do press the follow or subscribe button, depending which platform you're listening on. And above all, stay curious and stay free.